Hello, everyone, and inside today's Locked On Canadians, the Habs top the Jets in overtime, the NHL roster freeze is looming, and there's a new goalie in town in Laval. All that and more inside today's show. You are Locked On Canadians, your daily podcast on the Montreal Canadiens, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 976 of Locked On Canadians, your daily Montreal Canadiens podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where you get your team every single day of the week, whether that's Google, Apple, Spotify, or if you're watching my shining face on YouTube.com, make sure you subscribe, tell all your friends who are hockey fans, Habs fans, or otherwise, we are here for everybody, and today's episode is brought to you by the folks at Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, use code LOCKDOWNNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Let's hop into things here. I am your host for the day. I am, of course, Scott Matla. The active stick is off tonight, so it is just me. And let's get into the fun stuff right away. We got a great show laid out for you. The NHL roster freeze is coming up. There's a lot of tough roster decisions to be made there. We have a new goalie with the Laval Rocket, but we're going to get right into Monday night's game here against the Winnipeg Jets. The Montreal Canadiens win. 3-2 in overtime in a game that was close, very tight checking for, let's say, 45 minutes, and then the wheels came off, as they often do for the Montreal Canadiens here. Uh, this was a game where the Habs went up 2-0. Josh Anderson scores the opening goal. He gets a, uh, I'm going to go to generous bounce across the crease. The pass in from Jake Evans hit him in the shin, goes in the net. That's goals in back-to-back games for Josh Anderson. Three goals in his last two games, and I believe it's four in his last five or four in his last three, something like it. doesn't matter. Anyways, Josh Anderson is heating up. Looks like a totally different player because he assisted big time on Christian Dvorak's late power play goal in the second period. Cuts across the face of the net there. Collects a rebound and drops it in front of him. They ruled it potentially a hand pass. This was the review for that because the officials couldn't tell if he had played it with a stick after throwing it in front of him because if he just throws it in front of him and it goes to Christian Dvorak, it's a hand pass, no goal. They reviewed this for what felt like forever. There was no conclusive evidence that he didn't, not that he didn't play the puck, but also that he didn't not play the puck. So they have to err on, well, the ruling on the ice is a goal. We have no proof that he didn't not touch the puck with his stick. Makes it a good pass, good goal. Canadians are up 2-0. It's it's a close game. The Jets are a little bit higher in possession, as they should be, as a team that is slightly better on paper than the Habs at this point this season. And then the wheels kind of came off. And the point, the point in which the wheels came off in this game is I watch Yola Armia enter the offensive zone. He's against the right boards, and he's got the puck, and he's just a little bit in from the blue line. He's not deep enough in that he can flick it deep, and they got to go back and you know get that and start their breakout. He's a stride, stride and a half from the blue line, maybe at that point, and he stands there, and he stands there, and he keeps standing there, and I'm watching, and I'm looking at this and going, just dump the puck in. Just do something. Get the puck away from the blue line. 
Guy from the Jets comes up, pressures him, takes the puck. The puck goes the other way. They are in that zone for what feels like a minute to two minutes. Ends up being a Winnipeg Jets goal. The 2-1 game in the final minute of the second period. It gets worse because then the Jets just took over the Canadians. I don't know if I want to call it bunkering because bunkering implies you have some form of defense. They got cratered, shelled, whatever it is. And eventually it leads to Cole Perfetti being alone on the doorstep. It is a 2-2 game late in the third period. I think seven and a half minutes left. And all I can think is the Habs are going to blow it. They're absolutely going to blow a a 2-0 lead again or a two-goal lead again. And the wild part is is that they did not. Uh, Mike Matson at the end of regulation on an offensive zone draw, draws a tripping call against Nikolai Ehlers. And Ehlers has a point that he might have been interfered with getting to the point that apparently forced him to dive out and uh, uh, trip up Mike Matheson. You can be interfered with, but I don't think that forces you to dive in and trip a guy up as he's skating into the slot. Regardless, it goes to overtime. Habs have a four-on-three power play. And then something dumb happens. Puck gets rimmed around behind the net to the right boards. Mike Matson goes for it, and Adam Lowry cross-checks him from behind. No penalty is called on that. Matheson goes down. He is on top of the puck because he's been cross-checked. Adam Lowry gives him one, two, three, at least four more cross-checks. Matheson is trying to move. Apparently, he covered his hand or covered the puck with his hand at that point. The officials called both players. Lowry was bewildered that he was called for a cross-check when he could have been called for multiple cross-checks. And Matheson for closing his hand on the puck. Common thought is they don't want to give it the Habs a five on three in overtime for that. So they just called the closest thing they could. I thought they were going to call diving at first, which is, oh boy, ridiculous. Uh, it ends up being a really nice play from Nick Suzuki to Cole Caulfield, eventually to Justin Barron. Justin Barron walks in. He has been slowly inching in from the point. Uh, he is just at the top of the circle. So he gets that pass and he wires one by Connor Hellebuck. Habs escape with two points, another win. That's two in a row now for them. And they welcome the Minnesota Wild later on this week in another game that they've always struggled against the Wild. So we're going to see if they can bounce back from what was one of their worst performances earlier in the year uh, to come back and see what they do in that game there. Uh, The overarching theme I have from this game is the Canadians cannot bunker defensively. Uh, I put out a tweet, uh, Micah Blake McCurdy, Ineffective Math, who runs HockeyViz.com has heat maps for teams in goal-scoring situations, you know, up by three goals, up by two goals, up by one goal, tied, down by one, down by two, down by multiple goals, etc. And the big thing we're looking at is the Habs at even strength. Pretty good. You know, an average, you know, expected goals against, like minus, I believe it was like 3.8, a little bit higher when they're up by one because teams are attacking more, trying to get back in the game here. Habs are still kind of right on that acceptable line. The minute the Montreal Canadiens go up by two goals, they turn off everything and sit there and get shelled. Their expected goals against percentage, I believe it's threat, uh, is how Micah describes it, goes up to 50%. Uh, I would post the... The uh, visions is here, but uh, they are a uh, product of Micah's website, and I uh, wasn't able to get his permission before that, but they are up on my Twitter account right now. So minus 2.9 when they are tied, good. Minuses are, are good. Plus 3.7 when they're up by one. Okay, they're still generating 
19.6% expected goals for the other way. They go up by two, minus 27.4 expected goals for. No offense, none. Plus 50.1 expected goals against. Up by three or more, minus 47%, which is makes more sense. You are protecting that lead. Plus 89.5% expected goals against. The Canadians, when they get a lead, do not know how to defend it. They are, they get shellacked and it's a problem. Part of it is my thought is keep your foot on the gas a little while longer until, you know, you have that, that runway to defend a little bit, because if you start shelling when you are going into that shell, when you're up two goals, you're not going to win games. Jake Allen was very good in this game to keep this what it was. I haven't checked the goaltending fancy stats for this, but I thought Jake Allen was very good in this to keep it as close as he did, and even with it ending up tied to get it into overtime there. He was very good tonight. Uh, It's a problem. The defense was not good tonight, and this was a game the Habs were right in it. You know, they were trading chances. It was not super high event hockey, but they were right there, and the minute they took their foot off the gas, they could not get it going. Matheson drawing that penalty probably won them the game because the Jets had all the momentum in the world heading into overtime and everything else here. Uh, final thought, the officiating in this game was atrocious both ways. No one is surprised by that. Both Jets and Habs fans are looking at penalties that were and weren't called and going, what are we doing here? Uh, Uri Slavkovsky got a roughing penalty for skating and using his arm as to shield himself from an oncoming four checker. Uh, Justin Barron got a penalty for battling on the boards. Uh, just there are a lot of things that weren't called in this game, and it was poorly officiated all the way around. But no one is surprised by that in the modern NHL anymore. Game was officiated poorly by the officials, you know, more at 11. However, it is almost 11 o'clock here. So coming up in our next segment, the NHL roster freeze is nearly upon us. What does that mean for the Canadians and all of their potential impacts in trades? We'll get into that and more coming up next. But first, today's show is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. And as the weather gets colder, it is snowing outside right now here in Buffalo. NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. I should have I picked the Bills this weekend. Could have bought a ton of birthday snacks this week with $150, but say la vie, so it is. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action right now. The app's super easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options from spreads, player props, over, under, and more. And the best part is it's safe, secure, and easy to use. And when you win, you can cash out immediately. Enjoy your winnings. Enjoy the holiday season as well. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL and us here at Locked On. We are back here at Locked On Canadians. I am your host. I am Scott Matla for this evening here. Of course, my regular co-host is off for the night, so you you are stuck with me here. And if you're looking at this beautiful, if I knew which way to turn my hands four years into this, I'm just going to gesture like this on the right side of my screen, maybe the left side of yours. I don't know. I'm very bad with hand motions. It's late. The NHL roster freeze is nearly upon us. It goes into effect at on December 19th at midnight. So what does that mean? The biggest thing is no trades, none. You will do zero trading in this time frame. I am trying to get clarification on whether or not it includes sending people up or down from the 
uh, AHL because there's a big reason that I'm wondering about this. The roster freeze goes into effect tomorrow, goes through the 28th of December. So right through the holidays, that is eight days, nine days. I can do math. In that time, the Montreal Canadiens have three games and the Laval Rocket have three games in the day after the roster freeze ends. The Rocket have a fourth game and then a fifth game. They play a three and three to end uh, 2023 here. If I am looking at their schedule correctly here, I just want to double check that for you real quick. And let's see here. Yep, 28th, 29th, and 30th. They play three straight games. One game in Belleville, two games uh, in Laval. And they also play Friday, the 22nd, this upcoming Friday, and the 20th, you know, Wednesday. So they are in the midst of the roster freeze here. And the hard part for the Canadians is they have a lot of guys who are up with the team right now. So that means guys like Jaden Struble. Emil Heinemann, uh, Gustav Lindstrom, technically Yoel Armia is part of that as well. And the question becomes, what does that mean for the Habs? The biggest thing here is there will be no trades. If a goalie trade hasn't happened yet, I would not anticipate it happening at all right now. Uh, It'll happen, I'm assuming, in the new year at this point. As soon as that roster freezes up, teams come back from, you know, celebrating Christmas and whatnot, which... You don't want to trade a person two days before, which I believe is why the roster freezes in place. I wouldn't want to be the GM who trades a guy on Christmas while he's with his family. That feels uh, a little bit heartless all the way across the board there. Uh, So the biggest thing is I would anticipate the Canadians are not going to be involved in any wheeling and dealing. No team is. That's that's going to be on pause. Uh, And the biggest thing is, from what I've been told in the four hockey fans slack with some of the other writers trying to get clarification is it looks like they can't send players down or call players up either, except I believe probably in emergency situations, you know, which is always the case. That's why emergency recalls exist. I'm less worried about this for the Canadians and more worried about this for the Laval rocket who are very thin on players who could use Emil Heineman right now. Emil Heineman still sitting in the press box. They called him up and he sat there for three straight games at this point. They could use Jaden Struble. I get that they have games, but I wouldn't be opposed to Struble getting that ice time there. The Rocket desperately needs some stability there. Uh, it's It means it's going to be quiet to end the year, but I would not be shocked if right in the new year we get a bunch of things happening here. It also, I believe, I mean, there's no rule that GMs can't talk and whatnot. And with downtime, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of even if it's just kind of feeling out process here and there, a little bit there, a little bit here. I think we're going to see a lot of things happen in the new year. We're already seeing teams that are fed up with how their season has gone with coaches, firing coaches. DJ Smith got fired today. So RIP, uh, the senators being worse than the Habs and where they're going to hire someone good. Dean Everson got fired. Craig Berube was fired. Obviously, I don't know if you can count Mike Babcock or not, but if you are, also fired. Jay Woodcroft got fired. After the deadline or after that roster freeze lifts, I wouldn't be shocked to see teams make coaching changes and to finally see this goalie carousel kind of come to a close. Because during that roster freeze, they're gonna have, teams are gonna have guys locked in here, guys locked in in the AHL, and they're gonna figure out where are we going, what are we doing with our team here? Is this person the answer? If it's not. You roll into January, you've got, what, four and a half months to figure out, 
or to get back into it. And if you're a team like the Sabres, who is very far out of it right now, I haven't looked at the full standings here yet, but the the Sabres are uh, 29 points. They are three points behind the Habs. They are seventh in the division. The Canadians are one point behind the Tampa Bay Lightning with a game in hand. Uh, two points behind the Red Wings uh, with the same amount of games played. Boy, that's that's interesting. I haven't looked at the wild card standings here in a little bit because I don't want to hurt my feelings. They are legitimately a win out of the second wild card spot. Admittedly, Washington has three games in hands on the Habs, but the main point is with the roster freeze. I think it's it's just kind of a building cauldron here. Is that you're going to see maybe not rumors because you know you're not going to hear oh someone's moving, but that after that freeze is over the winter classic, those first two weeks of January is when I kind of expect things to happen. We're going to see the Habs at that point should have Jordan Harris back. Arbor Jack, I will have played a bunch with the rocket more by that point in time here. Uh, hopefully Rafael Harvey Panat, I believe should be getting closer to returning by that point as well. We're going to see the Habs shuffle the roster a little bit. And the hardest part for me here is who do you send down on defense? Jaden Struble has been incredible. Jordan Harris is always, you know, nice and calm and steady there. Gustav Lindstrom is the easy one to send down. But you also called up Jaden Struble to fill a spot here. Do you want to sit Jaden Struble in the press box when Jordan Harris comes back? Or do you want to sit Jordan Harris? Do you want to? They like Jonathan Kovacevic. There's a lot of rotating. You have to get Arbor Jacki back into the NHL at some point here. It feels like there's a lot of things that need to give. For the, rock, for the forward side, you can send Yol Armia back down. You can send Emil Heineman back down. If you get Rafael Harvey Pinard back, Mitchell Stevens will go back down to the AHL just because he's a placeholder fourth line center. Uh, not the guy I would have picked for it. You can move Monahan back to center, move Evans to the fourth line spot, et cetera, if you needed to. But it's uh, there's a lot of things. It's going to be a very interesting thing for Kent Hughes to navigate because last year it was mostly talking trades and trying to figure out what to do. This year it's like, oh, I have a lot of good players here. And I know he's going to be preoccupied with World Juniors. He's going to go watch Owen Beck. He's going to watch Philip Mashar. He's going to watch Lane Hudson, et cetera. And including some of those other young top stars that are going to be in this tournament. There's a lot coming down the pipeline for the Canadians with this roster freeze. Uh, I would expect maybe a potential flurry of moves tomorrow. They might shuffle some things around here because it all depends on who's going to be healthy. I don't expect defensemen to go down, but I maybe they wave a forward because that roster freeze kicks in at midnight tomorrow. When that's there, speak now, forever hold your peace for nine days. We'll find out what happens. Obviously, we'll keep you abreast of any potential trades and whatnot happening. As far as I can tell, no trades have happened while I've been recording this show right now, which is always a good thing because I don't want to have to scrap an entire show and start over again as much as I do love y'all. So, uh we're going to move on because we were talking goaltenders. We're talking to Laval Rocket. I have uh, some news for you. There's a new goalie in town. We're going to get into who joined the Rocket, what this means for everything else, and that's all coming up next. And as I said, off the top of the show, today's show is brought to you by Game Time. It is the holiday season. We are getting down to the nitty-gritty just before Christmas time or the holidays if you are not celebrating Christmas. And I know something people love to give as gifts. Tickets, NFL playoff games, down to the NFL playoff rush for football, hockey tickets, the NBA is in full swing. Maybe you want to buy tickets for a baseball game for opening day to surprise your baseball friend, or maybe you want to go see the hottest show 
on in the theater or a concert, whatever. Take all the frustration out of buying those tickets right now because with game time, all of it becomes so much easier. You can see the view from your seat before you buy it so you know exactly what you were getting when you get there. All in prices show the total upfront, so you know what a great deal you're getting without any hidden fees when you go to checkout, anything like that. And you can buy tickets in seconds with just two taps on the app. All you have to do is download the GameTime app, create an account, use code LOCKDOWNHL for $20 off your first purchase. You can take all the guesswork out of buying tickets with GameTime. Some terms can apply. Create an account, redeem code, LOCKDOWNHL for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices, guaranteed. We are back here at Locked On Canadians. By we, I mean I. If you're enjoying this show, check out Locked On Sports today. The first 24-7 live stream. All our local experts, all our national shows in one place. Locked On Sports today on the YouTube right now. Locked On Sports today. Go subscribe. Tell all your friends. Put it on the background so you have a continuously running 24-7 stream of all the sports talk you can handle. There's a new goalie in town. He's not in the NHL and he's not in the ECHL. He has joined the Laval Rocket on a uh, professional tryout contract. And it's a name that several of us are going to uh, remember. If I could spell his name right on in Google right now here. Former Toronto Marley and one-time Toronto Maple Leaf, Casimir Kaskiswo, uh, Finnish goaltender. 30 years old, six foot, 394 pounds. I believe he was playing in Lexand last year, uh, 14 games, 3.3 goals against 880 save percentage year before that with Lexand 2.64, 910 save percentage, uh, with a 23 and 22 record, 911 save percentage in the playoffs where he went one and two, uh, in the AHL, let me look at his numbers here in the AHL in his six years and 95 games played in the AHL. 2.65 goals against 909 save percentage, eight shutouts, 46, 32, and 13 in the playoffs, 22 games played, 2.36 goals against 913 save percentage, 14 and six win loss record there. Uh, in the NHL, he has played in two total games across three years. One of those, I believe, where he was thrown to the Wolves by the Toronto Maple Leafs at that point. Uh, gotta say, as far as bets go, I've seen much worse. He's someone that a lot of AHL folks who follow the league very closely, he went to Chicago after he left, or he was in Chicago on loan, uh, went back to the Marlies where he was their starting goalie du jour uh, in the 18-19 season and in the 19-20 season, played one game with the Predators the year after that, I believe was also potentially injured maybe. Uh COVID kind of threw a wrench into a lot of that. So he went back to Europe to play for a couple of years. He played for Jokerit in his youth league, uh, joined the University of Minnesota Duluth for two seasons before he signed with the Marlies. The biggest thing here is I, I can't argue against this being a good idea because I'm going to look at the goaltending stats this year. They're not good. Uh, Jakob Dobish has played 15 games. He's 5-5-3. Five, five, and three. 882 save percentage, 3.97 goals against. Strauss Mann, 14 games played, 3.67 goals against, 879 save percentage, 2-8-2. It's, it's not good. They have one of the worst goaltending records in the AHL this season, and that doesn't cut it. It is hard to 
it's hard to argue that this isn't the right move here. You desperately need a veteran goalie here. All respect to Strauss man, who is someone that I liked on this team, thought he would maybe be a little bit more put together than this. I thought the Barracuda were maybe not the greatest team in the world when he was playing them where he put up an 894. He went to the AHL where he was a 932 goalie. He was great at the University of Michigan. He was pretty good with Haleftia in the SHL. Was decent with the USA at the World Championships and the Olympic Games. But the Rocket defense being inexperienced, he hasn't been able to put it together yet. Dobish has the excuse of this is his rookie season. Strauss Mann's 25. He's played in the professional leagues a little bit before, including in Europe, where it's a little bit higher quality than the AHL, and they're not getting it done. Part of it is the defense. Defense is not very good. I'm looking at the stats on this Rocket team, and they are they are ugly. Uh, on defense, you have Matthias Norlinder, minus 18, Logan Mayu, minus 11, uh, William Trudeau, minus 6, Gustav Lindstrom, minus 6 in 4 games. But it's not as bad as it could be. You know, I'm looking at some of these other guys here, Nicola Baudin, Brady Keeper, Jaden Struble, uh, Toby Paquette-Bisson, Olivier Gallipo are all above water on that. If they can get Kaskisuo in here to be that Kevin Poulin type, takes the alternate starts there and is the veteran presence to kind of help calm this down there. And I say veteran, he's, you know, it's not like he's like Poulin was where he was, you know, a decade long guy in the league here, six seasons in the HL is a little bit. And then he has some time in Europe. It it makes too much sense to try this out. And I don't, uh, PTO is good for, I believe 25 games. Uh, if I remember correctly, they did this with Devonte Smith, Pelly and a couple of other players that they just kept extending that PTO. And then at the end of the season, just inked him to an AHL deal here. Uh, I would expect you're going to see Kaskisuo with that three and three coming up at the end of the month. He's going to play some of those games. I think they're going to give Straussman maybe one more shot here. And if it doesn't work out, you have Casimir Kaskisuo as your backup. This should be Jakob Dobish's net because development is an important part there. But if he's having an off game, you have a veteran you can put in there, and it's not going to hamper that development. There's no point in leaving your young goalie in there to get shelled in, if need be, in that. And also, it's just it it helps to have a guy who's been in this league a long time. What has he seen? What are some you know things here when he's playing at a rink? Uh, one of the things Carey Price was always very good at was knowing which way the boards bounced because he would go out before games and they would test pucks off the end boards off the stanchions to see which way things would bounce. And then goalies talk. Casimir Kaskisuo has been here long enough to know, especially in that AHL North division, what does the rink play like? How does it bounce here? What does this guy tend to do? He's seen a lot of these players already. There's knowledge that can be passed down there. Maybe it's just the one PTO and they said, eh, it's not worth it. Maybe he's, maybe he's washed and maybe he's terrible. It doesn't hurt that they tried is the biggest thing. Because I, I am now realizing just how important Kevin Poulin was to this team last year. Uh, he did a lot. The previous year, getting them to the playoffs when Caden Primo was with Montreal and just not playing well. And last year when they needed stabilizing, getting into the playoffs. Kevin Poulin was a very good piece for that. A very crucial part of the Rocket. Uh, and this also means they don't got to call up Joe Verbatic from the AHL, uh, Zachary Amond, and then I believe it's Zachary Bouthillier who are all playing well with the Lions or at least rotating through there. It leaves that group together there. It doesn't leave the Lions scrambling for a goalie. 
and help stabilize that a little bit. I'm intrigued to see what happens. The Rocket are in action on Wednesday against the Syracuse Crunch, and then again on Friday. Then they are off until that 3-3 three and three series, the 28th, 29th, and 30th. A lot of hockey coming up to end the month there. A lot of exciting things. Uh, as for now, I'm going to be signing off for the night. Remember, you can follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Canadians. You can email us stuff at LockdownCanadians at gmail.com. My co-host is at The Active Stick on Twitter. She will be back for tomorrow's episode. I am at Scott Matla. Please subscribe wherever you get your daily podcast, Google, Apple, Spotify, or if you're watching on YouTube.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. Subscribe to Lockdown Sports Today where you get your 24-7 all sports stream from all of our local experts and our national shows. Folks, it's been a pleasure. But as always, we will see you all next time. <music>